start by walking us through the the fake punt, the the look that you saw that that initiated that play, and then and what you did or, or didn't do from an execution standpoint once you got that look. Yeah, the first thing is um, a lot of looks we've been getting this year have been pretty unpredictable just because of some fake history. But based on the first look that we got in the game, you know, that would have been the ideal look. And they obviously changed their their play call from the first one to the next one where they basically played a little bit more of a zone defense where they cut our gunner loose and that corner just basically sat there and kind of zoned it where we were trying to throw the ball to. So um, it's hard, you know, it's really hard to predict a cornerback not running with the gunner where really that's the anticipation that's going to happen. And when he did run with the gunner, he sat kind of in the area we were trying to throw the ball to either Hunter or somebody else who was kind of doubling back as our second option. Um, and really, we, we, were in, we talked about it before the game, you know, what situation we want to call it. And we felt like that was the right situation as well as, you know, based on the first look, you know, fourth and 10, you know, back and backed up a little bit. Um, score the game. So I thought the guys actually executed it really good, but the corner kind of just sat there where we didn't anticipate him sitting there because we obviously anticipated him running with CJ. And like you were saying, you, you discussed this and, and the looks going into the game. When you get one, are you just strictly going off the look when you lobby or, or, or call a play, or, or do you put it in context of of where the game is at that moment, whether it's a close game, whether you feel the team struggling, does, does any of that factor in or, or do you strictly look for something and say, okay, we got what we wanted and then tell Mike, we got the look we want. How, how, what is that process like? Yeah, no, good question. I think it's both. You know, you look at what you anticipate your opponent doing and you say, okay, that's, that, that's step one. And then you definitely take into account, you know, how's our offense doing? How's our defense doing? You know, is it fourth and how many yards to go? What yard line is it on? And if you feel like it all matches, then we give it a shot. And that's, that's what we felt. We felt like um, the look we were going to get or anticipated getting would have been fine where it was during the course of the game. You know, and you could definitely argue, you know, it's a one-score game. You don't do it. But you can also make an argument, it's a great time to do it, um, even if you're ahead, really. So it's, you know, it's unfortunate that we didn't pull it off because it would have been a big play for our team. And, of course, it um, ended up being a big play in a negative way for our team. So, you know, I got to live with that, and I will. Um, and I just, I don't know what else to say about it. It was, um, it was a great opportunity, and, and the corner sat. Comes down to that, and <laughs> he didn't run with a gunner, so... Um, too bad for our team, you know. I, I don't wish I could have it back because, you know, everything said, you know, this is a great opportunity to, to take a big risk. You know, it was calculated. It wasn't um, sloppy, and it just didn't work out, and uh, it's too bad. Clarence, Basically, what you're saying is, what you're saying is that uh, Cedric – 
made a decision, a good decision not to throw the ball because the guy was not open. Because I guess from our looks, and you know, we, we got looks that look to be an open receiver downfield. But but Cedric made a good decision not to throw the ball. Yeah, I mean that's, that's we're asking Cedric to do you know a first read and a second read and really nothing past that. So um, Cedric really just said he he couldn't really he couldn't see him because um, they had that guy kind of slough off and. You know, the time clock's going in his, his head. You know, you like for him on fourth down, he'd throw it no matter what. But, um, you know, he's, he's not a quarterback, even though he can throw the damn ball pretty good. So nothing on Cedric, you know, at all. I, I hope he doesn't live with any regret because he did what he, did what he was supposed to do. Um, they covered our first option and he couldn't see number two. So there really wasn't anything else for him to do but try to run for the first down. That was... You know, if you ask what his mindset was, that was his mindset was to to go to basically the emergency option, which was to run it. And um, the time clock kind of went off in his head that told him, I better run for this thing because um, they covered one, he couldn't find two. And so that was his last resort. Yeah. I, and I, 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 yep. I guess given all those things in, in the game situation, I mean, that's a lot to put on a, re- a receiver playing quarterback because – Clearly, it didn't work, and that kind of impacted the game, really turned the tide. Yeah, that is a lot to put on to put on him. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, we practiced this for um, a lot, a lot of weeks. So um, we just this was actually the time that it kind of matched that we thought we'd give it a shot. That's why I said, you know, there's there's nothing I would have asked Cedric to different to do differently. It all happens very fast. Um, so yeah, you, you can't put anything on Cedric. He did what he was asked to do, and it just you know, it was a big play in the game. I mean, I'm not going to discount that at all. It was, it, it was, it could have been a game changer either way. You know, we hit that. It extends the drive. You know, I think our time of possession was 10 minutes less than theirs, and so we're trying to not only you know score but also extend the drive to to keep our offense on the field and our defense on the sideline. Um, so there was there was a lot of, there was a lot to that. And um, it did affect the game negatively for us. I'm, I'm very well aware of that. John, Jerry Jones mentioned on radio this morning that the staff concern about the ability to defend the run against Washington factored into the decision to attempt this fake despite the field position. Is that something you discussed with Mike McCarthy during the game? No, that that wasn't that wasn't discussed. Um, the, the discussion was. You know, based on scoring the game and all the other factors we talked about, fourth and how far to go and where the where the ball was on fourth down. But um, the way our defense was defending didn't have a factor in that play call. It was basically all came down to trying to extend a drive and turn it into points when we were down by four in that situation. And, you know, we felt like if worst-case scenario, if we didn't get it um, – it wouldn't be a backbreaker, although that's what it for sure seemed like it turned into. And I know you talked to us earlier in the season about the idea that each time you try one of these creative plays, the opponent now has to be prepared for it. Ron Rivera talked about how his team had practiced for something like this. Do you think you lose the element of surprise at any point when you've tried so many? And if so, how do you adapt from that? Yeah, that's 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 a big part of it. You know, if if we were to run it, (laughs) 
hindsight is wonderful, isn't it? If we were to run it the first punt of the game, which was in the third quarter, um, it would have been a big play. And then when we when we ran it the second time, you know, they changed up a little bit. So um, timing is everything, you know, and, and really when you call it. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody, you know, has some kind of defense against some things that we do just based on, I guess, my history, Coach McCarthy's history. Um, and yeah, you look at it, you kick yourself in the butt and say, ah, we should have run it the first time. Well, of course we should have. Um, so yeah, they were. I'm sure they were prepared for it. But if we run it the first time, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have been able to to stop it. But we didn't call it then, so it's the way it goes. Uh, John, what are the conversations with you and Mike in that situation? Is it like, are you trying to talk him into it? Is he? How does that? How does this thing get to the point where you're comfortable? Where Mike's like, okay, go for it. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about it. All week, we talked about it pregame. You know, we just, okay, let's just one more time go over this. And then, you know, as the game goes on, we have those discussions, whether it's when we're on the field on defense or TV timeouts or quarter changes or halftime. Um, so it wasn't just all of a sudden a panic, you know, run it. We had talked about it, and, you know, I'm on the headset with him, and, you know, we both agreed to do it. And it, it happens really just – that fast, but not on a whim or not uh, uncalculated. So a lot goes into it. Um, and yeah, that's, I mean, there, there's a lot that goes into it. I could go on ramble for, for an hour about all the mechanics of how these things get called. But, um, you know, and, and I've sat here before and, you know, probably somebody wants to ask me if I regret it. My answer would be no. Because I've sat here before, after games, the, the teams I've been on, we've lost. And I'm like, damn, we should have called it because maybe that would have helped us win the football game. So um, yeah, I sit here and I say, man, we shouldn't have called it because we lost the game. Well, I've also sat in the office on a Monday morning and we've lost the game. And it was on the tip of my tongue to make a call, to try to make a play. And I didn't do it. And I sit here with the same feeling like, man, we lost. What if I would have called it? Maybe that would have won the game or changed the game for us. So, you know, damned when you call it and damned when you don't. And that's kind of kind of what happens. And, you know, a lot of the time it works. <laughs> and you feel great about it. But um, it goes both ways. You know, man, that, that hurt us. You know, if we lost, man, we should have tried it. So that's the, the angst of a coach on Monday morning when, when things don't go your way. Thank you. Appreciate it. I think Calvin or, or Scholar, you're up. Uh, Jory mentioned the element of surprise thing. Have you been having to deal with sort of the element of surprise or lack thereof just because of your reputation as a guy with bags, with tricks in the bag? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, what we see a lot from an opponent leading up to our games, um, a lot of the stuff is different when we play against them. So um, there's, there's some unpredictability to it, absolutely. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie about that. There's, there's no, there's no given when we play a team that what we've seen them do is what they are gonna do. So there is a little bit of a chess match. I'm not gonna say guessing game, but it's trying to predict what, what could happen. So yes, 
The answer to your question is yes. Appreciate that. That's good for me. Um, John, obviously, you know, you deal with off, offense and defense um, guys for your, for your unit. Marcus Paul obviously does something similar. Just your emotions about losing him this past week. Um, pretty extreme, to be honest with you. Um, I was rounding, I was rounding, sorry. Just a minute, please. We had a 7.30 special teams meeting Tuesday morning, and I was in the locker room about five minutes before the meeting was going to start, just kind of rounding guys up and handing out some last little bits of breakfast. The guys were about to come in, and one of the trainers came racing through with a um, defibrillator, and I followed him into the weight room and, um, you know, was a witness to everything that happened. And it was it was uh, it was hard. It's hard. It's hard to see. And when I first got hired here, one of my first trips into our entire facility was into the weight room because I like to I like to exercise. So I wanted to see what the weight room looked like. And um, the entire strength staff was in there. And I remember Marcus was one of the first people I met as a Dallas Cowboy. Um, and I didn't know him before before I got hired. So um, just a great a great man and. It's not even, it's like not even reality what happened just a couple of days ago. I mean, it's, it's just not even like, like that, how did that just happen? <laughs> We're just a, a coach passed away in our office like three days ago. It's not even real. Thank you, John. Thank you. John. I know you, as a coach, I'm sure you tell your players not to get too high or get too low. Really, since last Saturday night, you guys had emotional team meeting, spirited team meeting. You guys were loose going into a game in Minnesota. You guys win that game. Um, Monday, you know, you're coaching off tape off a win. And then, you know, Tuesday happens. And then Wednesday's difficult. Thursday's loss. How, how do you, what has already been a really difficult 2020 year for a whole host of reasons, how do you handle the emotional fluctuations that really have accompanied these past handful of days for, for you as a, as a coach, for your fellow coaches, your, your players, and, and the entire organization? Yeah, it's, um, that's, that's a good one. It, it, it is a very, very emotional roller, roller coaster. Um, you know, if I, if I did a lot of self-critique, I think um, one of my weaknesses – is sometimes dealing with the pain of regret and trying to get over stuff. Um, one of my strengths is, I think, my ability to to be consistent through the roller coaster of emotions during the season. And I'm going to rely on what I think one of my strengths is, is being able to be consistent, you know, when things go really good, not just throwing parties and being giddy the whole week. And when things go bad, you know, I'm not down in the dumps the whole week. I just try to... Um, be consistent because that's who I am emotionally. And I think the players need that to know that I can be counted on, you know, where they don't have to worry about me being moody. That's kind of a selfish thing. I think as a coach to be moody when 
your players aren't going to know what they're going to get. So um, I've kind of learned that over the years that there's going to be some some good calls and bad calls, good games, bad games, good days, bad days. Um, and my ability to be consistent is important for the players so that they know that um, they can count on me to be a certain way every day. And so um, I take that very, very importantly for my um, – emotions to be able to to be that way and sometimes it's hard sometimes it's hard but um i consciously focus on being that way so um, i'm always working on both of them how are, how are you doing today i guess after having seen you know what was it, a difficult site and difficult experience uh for you and for everyone how did you go about processing it the rest of the day um thanks for asking by the way thanks for asking how i'm doing um I'm doing all right. You know, I got I got an incredible wife, and I got three beautiful girls, nine, seven, and two. That first of all, I don't care that a fake punt didn't work or that we lost the game. The nine-year-old, maybe a little bit. Seven and two-year-old, they don't they don't know. Um, but um, I'm doing okay. You know, last last year, right about this weekend, my grandfather passed away after we beat Seattle when I was with the Rams. I have to look back at the date, but it had to be a, almost a year from right around now. So um, not the first time tragedy struck during the season, um, but but I'll, I'll be I'll be fine. You know, I'll be fine. The, uh, my job is to not have the players worry about me. You know, my job is to worry about the players, and um, I will perform my duty very well when it comes to that. Rest assured. All right, John, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. Thanks, you guys. Have a good day.